Aleluya. He's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. Amen. We have been going through the book of 1 Peter. We got to 2 Peter last week. We are continuing on this course. Peter was one of the disciples, of course. Peter, we get he get picked, he gets picked on a lot. You know, he's the guy who, you know, he he would often react sometimes. He got ahead of him got ahead of the Lord, so to speak, a time or two. But you know what? God blessed Peter. God blessed him. God, God continued to work with Peter. Aren't you glad God doesn't give up on us? Man, God doesn't, God doesn't throw us back. when we're, when, when Many times we feel like we're a throwback. You know, you fishermen out there, come on. You know what I'm You know, that's just a runt. <laughs> oh, back. Yeah. Misfits, as it seems. Jesus, God himself, gave him his son so that whosoever, and whosoever, you can put your name in there, you can put your, your, your family's names in there, you can put your neighbor's name, you, you begin to claim them. You begin to hold their names before the throne. We're praying for a, an old, old, way back neighbor that's going through a lot of health issues. And we're praying for that neighbor that, that he will be in, have an encounter. That he will be saved. And who else will pray if we don't? If, we, you, if you have people in your life that you're concerned about, you may be the only one who has the heart to, to bring before the war. So Peter is not the same Peter when he wrote this passage through the help of the Holy Spirit, of course, because we learned this in the first chapter of the second book of Peter. How did, this, how did God put all this together? It's unbelievably uh, synchronized in Old Testament harmonizes with New Testament, and New Testament harmonizes with Old Testament, and it's intertwined, and it's inseparable, I believe, in the whole council. I believe in all of God's word is true. And as it says here, we read it last week in verse 20 of the first chapter of 2 Peter, read this, but know this, first of all, no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation or no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will. But men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. I love that. Men moved by the Holy Spirit. We need men and women to be moved by the Holy Spirit today. You and I can be moved. What does that mean? We can be inspired, encouraged. We have a God moment. We have an encounter where he sensed, he whispered something into your heart. I told Anna today, my voice breaks and gives out because I've been struggling with a, a sore throat. I'm, I'm over the hump, but I'm not completely over the hump. <laughs> so Anna, if my voice cracks and I can't talk no more, you come to the piano, okay? You bail me out, okay? You might have to preach. You will. You could. I know you could. She has. 
That's my daughter, if you didn't know that. So I, I, I like to pick on her. Not too much. Anyway, my other daughter, Emily, well, where's that? You're probably wondering, where's Emily? Well, she's my missionary traveling. She's in Utah on a missions trip again, 11th, 12th one. Since she got out of whatever, college or high school or, you know. It all started way back, you know. Thank God. It's all good. So the second chapter in the second book of Peter is like one of those chapters Oh, man, this is going to be hard to preach. It'd be easier tempted to just kind of pass it up. Go to something easy. Because he's dealing, he deals with false prophets. Listen, Jesus dealt with false prophets. Jesus spoke in the last days. You can read about that in Matthew 24 if you'd like to turn there and maybe look at a few of those verses. He warned the disciples and the people of God when the end is coming. Verse 5 of the 24th chapter of Matthew reads this, for many will come in my name saying, I am, the, I am the Christ and will mislead many. That's way off the deep end in my book. That's really all out there. There's only one Christ. There's only one Jesus, our Lord. And so if anyone says they're the Christ, then just ignore that. Walk away from them. Don't try to persuade them. I don't even encourage you to try, to try to counsel with them. This is a serious thing. And you, of course, Jesus references to the other latter time events, wars, rumors we've been hearing. You know, wars, rumors of wars. He says, don't be afraid. You know, the devil wants to get you afraid. What are they going to, you know, I don't want to talk to that person. What are they going to say? If they, what's the worst that can happen? They might hit you in the face. I don't know. He wants to silence you. Get us to coward out or hang our head. Nation will rise against nation. There will be famines, earthquakes. All these things are just the beginning. I'm back in Matthew 24, 8. All these things are just the beginning of birth pangs. Then they will deliver you to tribulation, will kill you, and you will be hated by all nations on account of my name. And at that time, many will fall away. And deliver. Up one another. And hate one another. 
and many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. And because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. Now we've, we've witnessed some we've witnessed some lawlessness in our in our in our in our state, in other states. We've seen what can happen when people get a hold of something <coughs> that they believe is right and begin to destroy things, thinking it's the right thing to do. I don't want to get into that. What a, Jesus is warning us, that is the things that are coming down the pike, that shouldn't be our focus. That's just a, a wake-up call. That's just a confirmation that we're getting closer to the end. And the real focus needs to be on Jesus coming back. If I only say, well, look how bad it's getting, and oh my goodness, it's just, it's really, you know. Lord, help me. Even the devil loves it if he can distract you with chaos. Get your eyes off the Lord and begin to think, oh my goodness, the waves, oh my goodness, I shouldn't be walking on this water. I take my eyes, this is the physical. Oh, I'm sinking, Lord, help me. Right? We all fight the humanity in us. You know, we're human, right? Excuse me. Not yet. <laughs> I'm going to keep that up here. How do you know a dry preacher? He brings water to the pulpit. All right, you guys are awake. So we're going to move on. <laughs> That's such a dry joke. Whew. See, I gotta catch my breath. Ah. <coughs> False prophets. What do they look like? I don't know. They look like ordinary people. But what comes out of their mouth? Better yet, what do they do, what is their lifestyle like? Jesus alluded to these folks in another chapter in Matthew. He said, by their fruits you shall know them. Whoa. They may have all the right things to say. They know how, they know how to sound convincing and good, but there's something that's quite not right. The Hey, look, Jesus didn't leave you on your own to figure things out. You know this as well as I do. He gave you the helper, the Holy Spirit, the true Spirit of God, who is going to reveal things in the last days. You will have the mind of Christ. I believe he will beef it up in you if you're seeking him. He will bring more and more as you acknowledge your need for him, and you put your finger on this is what's going on. The Lord can say to you, in the night or in the morning or while you're dressed. This is it. This is what this is how you need to pray. 
You're dealing, you're dealing with something that is not from me. Whoa. Well, what's this all about? There's nine gifts that are recorded in Corinthians that have to do with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one of those gifts is the discerning of spirit. Discerning. A distinguishing between, well, is that the spirit of God or is that the spirit of Antichrist? Is that the spirit of God or is that some kind of a different thing? And listen, I'm wary of watching. I'm not saying don't watch television preachers. I'm not saying that. I just say use caution. We have to sift. We, first of all, I, I want to know what the person is. I want to know who that person is. I want to know who, how they treat their wife. I want to know how they treat their kids. I want to know, you know, really, how do they walk in the community? How do they pay their bills? You know, this, this is the things that really God looks and says, this is important. And then you and I know this. You have the help of the Holy Spirit to teach you. You yourself, reading the scriptures, there's nothing greater than the help of the Holy Spirit bringing things to light in your own situation, saying, this is just like speaking to me. How often have you opened your Bible and you marvel, this is just what I needed today. Because God's word is living and active. It is a sharp sword. And so the church, what I'm sensing in my spirit, the church needs to beef up, begin to prepare more for the end times. Now I believe I'm all for the rapture, but I, I'm, I'm just saying when until that happens, we may face some things. I don't know. No man knows. The biggest thing is to be ready. So, I kind of got away from Second Peter, but I'm going to come back now. And I'm just kind of bringing you into this. This Peter has a fresh word inspired by the Holy Spirit. And Peter, now God is using him to pen these words. So he mentions the false prophets in verse 1. False teachers among you will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality. Well, that isn't the world we live in. And because of them, the way of the truth will be maligned, it will be, and in essence, it will be messed up. The truth will now no longer be truth. There's no, there's just, truth is whatever you think. Oh, oh my goodness. So then, doesn't it sound much like the days of Noah, as they did everything that seemed right in their own eyes? Yeah. Do you remember Jesus saying something as in the days of Noah they will be eating and drinking and marrying and you know, life was going on, uncaring, unbelief, unbelief. Now, 
There's not a whole lot to go on. This Noah guy, about, there's one reference here. I had a, one of my uh, parishioners ask me this question, and I, you know, I, 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 have to, I had to dig for it. Because this person had heard that Noah was a preacher. Well, he preached through his lifestyle. He preached through his work. But this verse kind of opens up the idea in verse 5. I don't want to skip over the verses that are hard to preach to you. I'll come to it. Okay, just hang with me. So I read the verses about sensuality. I read the verse about the, the truth being messed up. And their greed, verse 3, will exploit you with false words. Maybe, in other words, they sound very convincing. People will buy in. But look at this. Their judgment from long ago was not idle. And their destruction is not asleep. How many times have you read that verse lately? Whoa. Listen, you know this. God is the judge. God will judge. God is going to judge this earth. God is going to judge people on the judgment day. But even now, there is a certain degree of judgment that takes place whenever the church waffles or goes in a different direction away from the truth. There is risk that the whole thing could blow up. There's risk in coming, falling away, and becoming so insensitive that the church of Laodicea was mentioned in Revelation. They had become <clears throat> lukewarm. I don't say anybody here lukewarm. I don't, I don't. This is the church of Revelation. This is an example. God says, I wish you were either cold or hot. Why? But you're just confusing people by not being what you need to be. You're lukewarm. You're not pleasing me. And so they had, they had to repent. Jesus called them to repent. Turn back. And so my challenge, and I often I preach to myself, Lord, am I, am I where I need to be? And the scripture says, let a man examine himself. And this is prior to the communion that Paul instructed in Corinthians. Let a man examine himself. That is not only, the only time we examine ourselves, not only when we do communion, that needs to be, Constant. Examine yourself. Mm. So we're not going to be led astray if we're examining ourselves. 
We're taking our hearts and pouring the scripture to them. But Noah was faithful as he labored for a hundred years. Unbelievable building this ark. And what gets me is no one else but his family turned. No one else became a believer but his family. It came, it came down to Noah and his family. Unbelievably. And when God shut the door, that was it. There was no more hope. There was judgment. It was too late by then. He uses another rest, reference of Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot, had, you remember the story, uh, Abraham chose one way, Lot went the other way. Lot ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah. The great Valley, according to scripture. Something happened in the culture in Sodom and Gomorrah. They, they began to do fleshly things, you know the story. They began to live un, unnaturally men with men, and so forth. You know the story. God said, this is enough. And he, he rained judgment on them. Law was able to get away because God was gracious. We know that Lot's wife was warned. No, all of them were warned to not look back. Lot's wife it's a sad verse, look back, because she, it says her heart was in the city. And I think about that. Is my heart in this world, or is my heart in his world? There's a difference. We either live for ourselves in this world, which is temporary, which will come to a drastic destructive end, or we live in his world by his way, by his spirit, and we end up with him forever and forever with a new body that will live forever and forever. And here's another clue to keep ourselves strong. Sin should affect us. And I say this like this, sin should cause us to be grieved. Cultural sins. Otherwise, what can happen, we become conditioned. You know the old story, you put a frog in the hot water. The notch. And it starts to get conditioned. You know, the little illustration. Oh, God, help us not to become conditioned so that we just say, this is the way it is. This is the way it's going to be. We just got to accept it. We gotta, I believe in loving people. But I also believe in hating sin. And I don't mean hating people. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. God doesn't hate people. 
God so loved the world that he gave. God is not willing, the latter part of this whole text, God's not willing that any should perish. Well, people said, why would God send people to hell if he's a God of love? My answer would say, look, God has spared you and I. He has given us a way to escape hell. He has sent his son to rescue. And what Peter is getting at, what he's getting at, he's not necessarily elevating the, the time of Noah, the, 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 the rampant uh, ungodliness that was in Noah's time. He's not trying to just say, well, this, you know, this is the way they were. They didn't deserve anything, anything, anything at all to be saved. What he's saying is, is God knows how to rescue those that are living in such circumstances. This should be good news for you and I. In the circumstances that we are living in this world, there still is a place for you and I to be. God has you and I by his hands. Look at verses down or two or three. Rescue. Verse seven, I see the word rescue. And he be rescued righteous lot. Notice, oppressed by the sensual conduct of unprincipled men. For both what he saw and heard, that righteous man while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented day after day with their lawless deeds. And the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from temptation and to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment. You and I are going to be rescued out of here. We're going to go up someday. Either we die first in the Lord, we're going to go up. Spirit leaves the body, we're going to go up. If we're alive and he comes back for his church and we're caught up, we're going to go up. We're going to, get, we're going to be rescued. In other words, I can't save myself. Any guys here, you got some military background, I know Joe does. Anybody else? Or do you have military background? You know, people that were wounded or in a desperate situation needed to, my brother would talk in the Vietnam era, every time he hears a helicopter, it brings it back. Someone was getting dropped off or getting help, and they live with these memories. And so the Lord is going to come back. He will not abandon us. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. And these false prophets... Peter's warnings. Oh, let's see, they've, oh, there's always been false prophets. Even through the Old Testament. You know how they dealt with Old Testament false prophets? You know, the, you know this stuff, you know. They did, if they prophesied and it didn't come to pass, they, they, they were gone. They, they were stolen. They were gotten rid of. They dealt with it. Well, 
How serious is God about his word? How serious is he? I don't want any of you to think that you can't teach a Sunday school class, because I like I like to think that a Bible study. Hey, if you're in the work, here's a good sign of one who teaches something, a subject in the Bible. They may get to a passage where they're not totally understanding of it. I I get this. I get it. Rather than just saying, making something up that this is the way it is, why don't we say this? I would only be speculating. This is not for sure. You can't, we can't say this is for sure. Only if we, we say the things that are right there. It's, it's, it's plain. We get over to Revelations, and there's all kinds of things that you can say, well, this is the way it's going to go, and this is the way it's, it's going to turn out. This will, this of course, this will. And it's okay to be into that. I'm, I'm all for that. But what I'm saying is this. I don't know if we will totally, God hasn't revealed all things to us yet. And can I? Be comfortable and still at peace and still have faith, not knowing every little detail. I just feel like let us be careful. That we speak truth. We keep the message of salvation. We don't have to know all about the future. God's going to reveal that to us in his time. But people need to know how they can walk together. They need to know that there's a God there that will give them wisdom in their situation that they're going through right now. Oh my goodness. We're not going to get through all this today. today. <laughs> God knows how to deal with the false prophets. But I was alluding to a couple phrases back when false prophets tend to not be teachable. It's their way, and that's it. It's very cultish. I'm sad to say that. It borders on cultish. I want a pastor who loves God, prays, hears. That hears. Picks up on. going on in his people. He's not out there just beating his drum for his own ego. He's in the trenches with his people. 
You'll never go wrong. You keep your eyes on Jesus. The pastors who realize they're just an under-shepherd. They're just a man called by God. The chief shepherd is the Lord of the church. He's the Lord of the body. Everyone will answer to the Lord. I will not be standing with you. Jesus will stand with you. See, this is, we've got to point people to Jesus. The devil has tried and is still, still at it from the beginning, this lying stuff. It started in the garden. He convinces, he deceives, gets us to buy in. That's exactly what he does with the false prophet. To somehow taint the truth, paint it so it's just part truth, not truth. I'm here to encourage you. I thought, Lord, how, how do I preach this and leave people? I, I don't want people to go out and feel like, well, I don't know who to believe anymore. I don't want, you know, just, you know. Listen, you've got the Holy Spirit. And you pray. Pray in Jesus' name. And I pray sometimes, Lord, Holy Spirit, I, I talk to the Holy Spirit. Grant me wisdom or understanding. Help me to hear. I, I pray that I'll help me to hear. And I'll just wait. I'll just, I'll just. Let me conclude. Let me just. One, two, three. I had three sermons, you know, three, three points. False prophets. God will help us discern who they are. God is going to rescue his people. He knows how to take care of the people of God. If, God are, if God's people are just humble and simply seeking after Jesus, he will lead them in the right direction. Thank God for true believers in the church so that we can build each other up in. And then thirdly, be all in. Be all in. I mean, I mean be, be all in. Be, you're, you're, on the, you're, you're in. You're in with the Lord. You're, 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 you're believing. You're, you're, you're trusting God. You're, you're walking by faith. You're not lukewarm. You're, you're all hot. You're, you're, all, you're on the whole meal, it's, it's, it's not turning back. It's nothing to turn back to. And often the enemy preys on those who are weak, kind of straggling along. So I want us to pray today. Fresh anointing on the church. A fresh anointing. A fresh awakening. Let's pray right now. Lord, give us a fresh touch that will bring to life things that are chaotic and exploit what the enemy is trying to do or put on us. And reveal to us your truth. We don't have to be afraid. 
We are resting in you. We are trusting in you. We are believing in you. We are looking to you, not man. It's you that's going to be able to restore that which has been broken. It's only you, the Holy Spirit, to convince people of their need for you. And we pray their names and call their names before you. Help our families. In various places around the world, wherever they're at, your hand will be around and upon them. We give you praise. And so, Lord, here today, if there's one that just says, I need Jesus in my life, and I also need Jesus in my family, pray this prayer again with me. Jesus, come into my heart. I want you. I need you. I can't do this in my own strength. And I pray for family that you will rescue them, put things, reveal yourself to them, circumstances are in the heart of hearts. It is in the heart, it is in your heart to save. It is in your heart to seek that which is lost. And you are the protector. So now into your hands we pray again for our nation as a church help us to be the salt and the light and to remain strong in Jesus name. Amen.